Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about some more of the news that's come out while I was on my break. The first one being Sean Kepi signing with South Sydney. Uh, and then obviously at a car linked to four different NRL clubs at the moment. Uh, obviously having some issues with the Bulldogs. Uh, and obviously after the incident from the Corey knockout, um, he has been uh, linked to different clubs. Uh, and obviously, apparently, been shopped around to other clubs and apparently uh, been offered to Parramatta in return for Orion Madison. But obviously, Phil Gould came out the other day uh, and said that they weren't interested too much in Ryan Madison, which I think is ridiculous. You do need some more forwards. Um, and I think that Ryan Madison would be massive for that forward pack at the Dogs. But let's talk about uh, purely at O'Carr. We'll get to the trade between him and Ryan Madison at a different podcast. We'll sort of talk more about in this one, where would Ado Carr fit in best in terms of the four clubs that he has been linked to. Um, but we'll talk about Sean Kepi first, signing with South Sydney. Um, it's a great replacement for Hame Sele, obviously losing Hame Sele um, just before the offseason to the Dragons. I think that that's a massive loss for South Sydney, especially with the impact that he provided, whether he started or off the bench, it was great. Uh, he returns to the Dragons. I think he actually started with the Dragons, went to the Panthers, then was at South, and then now back at the Dragons. So, um, look, good on him for getting a deal over there at the Dragons, and he's going to be a big part of you know signing some younger guys in this side. I think Shane Flanagan recognises that they need some young forwards and they need some young blood through this squad. Uh, so, yeah, good signing there, Hame Sele, but a great replacement uh, Sean Kepi has been for South Sydney, or will be for South Sydney, I should say. Um, he is an absolute mongrel, and having him either starting or off the bench is going to be massive. You've got to think about it this way as well. They do need to sign some more young forwards because Tom Burgess realistically has another maybe four years in him, maybe a little bit less. Front rowers don't usually last as long um, as your outside backs. I think Jared is the exception to the rule. Jared Aurea Hargreaves, um, who was killing it at a much older age than most front rowers last. Um, and so in some games, playing the full 80 as well. So he's the exception to the rule, but not many front rowers last past 34, 33. Um, so yeah, look, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how long Tom Burgess lasts. But you imagine over the next five years, he will retire uh, and they need some more young forwards coming through. They have got a few young forwards coming through. Ben Lavette, Talos Duncan. Uh, and I think Sean Kepi is going to be a big part of being, by the time those guys are pretty much in fully um, into this uh, side, he'll be one of the, um, I guess, older forwards in this team as well. I think Sean Kepi is 26. I have to look it up. I think he's not as young as people think. Sean Kepi age, he is 25. So in the next five years, he'll be in his 30s. By that time, Talis Duncan, Yudavi Mawalis, most of these guys will be in the side fully. So he'll be one of the older forwards in this pack. And I think that he, um, at the moment, is playing some good footy, played some good footy this year for Manly. I think he's going to be a big part of South Sydney's go forward this season. Uh, imagine him, Davey Mawali, and Talis Duncan coming off the bench. I think the 14 will be Peter Mamanzalos. I don't think they're going for an all um, forward bench. Uh, it'll be either him or uh, Saliva. 
Olivia Havili, but I think they need to develop um, Peter Mamanzalos now. I think that's why I'd have him over Havili, uh, purely because of the fact that they need to develop him over the next few years, uh, especially when Cookie retires, which, you know, Damien Cook's in his 30s now as well. I believe he just turned 30, Damien Cook age. I think he's 30, 31. So over the next... 32. So he'll be retired, I think... Definitely in the next five years, he'll be um, retired, Damien Cook. So I think it's important to develop guys like Peter Mamanzalos now, especially when it's unfair on Damien Cook if he has to play the full 80. Uh, I don't think he is at his best when he plays the full 80 minutes as well. We know he's capable of doing so, but having a guy like Peter Mamanzalos on the bench, developing him over the next few years, and especially having an uh, an extra five years to develop in first grade as well would be massive for him. Um, and, you know, he's not that young either, Peter Mamanzelos, I'm pretty sure. Let me just look it up now, Peter Mamanzelos. Uh, he is 22, so he'll be 27 in the next five years um, as well by the time um, Cookie retires. So he'll be sort of at his peak um, when he starts playing first grade, if he stays at the South Sydney as well. Um, so, yeah, having him off the bench, I think, would be massive. Um, I think I'd have him over Havili just so we can develop him now uh, and get him interested in staying with South Sydney long-term as well is going to be a big thing for us because uh, he is the future, Peter Mamanzelos, and he's a very talented hooker as well. I think he got hooker of the year in New South Wales Cup as well. So just tells you how talented he is in a very successful South side that obviously won New South Wales Cup. Uh, along with Dean Hawkins, who I would probably have in my starting 17 for South Sydney going into next season as well, maybe even in even in the seven over Lockie Ilias. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. If Lockie Ilias is the plan, I know that Jason Demetrio is very high on Lockie Ilias. And then, again, I wouldn't be surprised if I get fully jinxed and Lockie Ilias comes out and kills it this season. But uh, at the moment, with how... The season went for South Sydney. I'd probably be, probably be looking to have Dean Hawkins in there at seven. I think that he, yeah, he hasn't had the best few games, but we sort of said the same thing about Declan Casey today as well. Not all players start exceptional uh, when they come in as rookies. Um, Dean Hawkins isn't as young as a lot of people think either. Um, I'm pretty sure he's 25, 26, Dean Hawkins, as I just wipe my nose. I'm sorry about that. You probably heard it in the voice, but Dean Hawkins is... Um, 24. So he's not as young as people think. He's a year younger than Cleary. So uh, bringing him in, I think, would be awesome. I think that he is a, is a very talented player. I think that in terms of having the confidence to run a footy side, He's probably a little bit more further ahead than what Lockie Ilias is. So I'd be bringing Dean Hawkins in as the seven for South City next year as well and having him in there over Lockie Ilias. And again, love getting sidetracked. Sean Kepi. Let's talk about Sean Kepi. Great off the bench. You can start him. Uh, you can put him in the back row as well in, in the middle at lock forward. He provides a lot of versatility in the forwards. So a great signing for South Sydney. And again, someone quite young uh, who will be actually one of the more experienced forwards by the time that all of the younger guys for South Sydney who are currently playing New South Wales Cup are developed. Him and Shaq Mitchell, Shaq Mitchell will probably be probably be uh, the role model forwards in that side. Cannot speak today. Uh, um, by the time, you know, guys like Tom Burgess, Cookie, Cody Walker are all retired, uh, they'll be the, the, the main front rowers in this team as well. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, great signing for South Sydney and looking into the future, it'll be a great signing as well. And he is a fucking beast. I've seen him put some monster hits on this season and uh, he looks very, very talented. So, and as I said, the versatility of him is insane as well. If there's injury all around the park, whether it be in the back row or at lock, he can move there in games straight away if he is going to play that bench front row role to start the year. Uh, he's a great signing. Sean Cappy, really a big fan of it. Uh, and Ado Carr, he's been linked to four different NRL clubs. At the moment, at the top of the dome, Parramatta and Newcastle are two of those. Uh, he was linked to South Sydney when he was still at the Melbourne Storm. And, if, and in fact, they nearly had a deal signed um, during the origin period Then when he was in the origin side. Um, and then, obviously, he decided to go to the Dogs instead. But he was very close to signing with South Sydney, so I wouldn't be surprised if they have another crack. Uh, but let's have a look at the actual report um, because, you know, there was four NRL clubs since I last checked. Uh, Joshua Dakar settles differences with Bulldogs. Okay, so it looks like it's pretty much all sorted um, now at the moment with Joshua Dakar. Um, he was linked to Newcastle and Parramatta for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was. I'm trying to think of the other clubs that were in there. Um, I'm trying to find that fucking report. I've lost the report, um, but... Uh, I know that Parramatta is definitely one of them because there obviously is that trade news with Ryan Madison. Uh, and then also they've got the uh, the Newcastle Knights, um, who I think would be a great signing for him. They've signed Tom Jenkins from Penrith, who I th- think is going to be the next big thing in terms of wingers uh, coming through because he is one of those guys that came in and killed it as soon as he debuted. Defensively really strong and he makes up for his size with his strength and his and his. Uh, I guess, confidence as well. Um, Tom Jenkins with the football. He's very talented, can play fullback, centre and on the wing. Um, so I imagine he'll come in and play on the wing in place of Dom Young at the moment. But Josh Adokar, you can do a lot worse with a combination of either Bradman Best or Adokar or Dan Gagai and Adokar as well. You can do a lot less, uh, a lot worse than a combination of Adokar and Dan Gagai. That would be fucking insane and almost impossible to defend. And then imagine also having um, Latrell Mitchell going down that left-hand side if Adokar's on the left and just fucking giving um, Adokar early ball and just letting him fucking do his thing. That'd be awesome. But here we go. The other clubs. So that's four clubs, including the Bull. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. There's actually a few clubs looking for him as well. So it's Newcastle, Parramatta. The West Tigers also want him as well. St. George um, also want him as well. Then there's Newcastle, obviously. Sydney Roosters was actually the one I was thinking of before. The Roosters actually want Adokar as well in terms of, you know, how this article reads. It says Sydney Roosters, Newcastle, West Tigers, Parramatta, St. George, Illawarra Dragons, and then obviously including the Bulldogs. So that's six NRL clubs that want Adokar. Uh, I imagine there'll be more clubs. I think South Sydney will have another crack, as I said before. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, Adokar, popular player. And let's have a look at some of his stats from this season because he did have actually a pretty impressive stat sheet um, going into this season, for this season, I should say. Let's have a look at the stat sheet for Adokar. So this season, he played 15 games. Obviously, he was out for injury for a little bit as well. But in those eleven, uh, in those 15 games, sorry, he had 11 tries, a try assist, 11 line breaks. So 11 line breaks and 11 tries. That's crazy. Uh, 52 tackle busts in 15 games. Fucking insane. Uh, 122 run meters per game and tackle efficiency of 83%. So that's not bad for Adokar at all. That is not bad. That is not bad at all. That's how, how old is Adokar at the moment? 
He's 28. So he's in his prime. As if you wouldn't go and sign a Josh Car in his prime, you're going to get him for the next five years if you do sign him for that long. Like, I mean, go for it. I would be signing Josh Car too if I was any one of these clubs. Um, if I had to pick what club he'd fit at best, I'd probably go with... Um, South Sydney would be fucking good. Imagine that back line. You'd have Latrell at fullback. You'd have Whiten and Campbell Graham in the centres. And then you'd have Johnston and Josh Carr on the wings. That would be fucking almost unbeatable. Uh, Newcastle would be quite good. As I said, I think he'd build a great uh, combination with uh, Dane Gagai and Kalen Ponga. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, he'd also build a good combo with Bradman Best if he was on that left-hand side. Um, let me have a think. Who else would be good? Uh, Tigers, I think, would be okay as well. It depends who his center is on that left-hand side. If it's Adam Dewey, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I imagine Adam Dewey would be right center, and then you'd have uh, Josh Carr on the right. That'd be a decent little combo. Uh, the other center. Who would the other center be? Fuck, the name escapes me. They're obviously getting rid of Tommy Talao. Um, who would be the other center? I'm trying to think back to my predicted lineup. I might have to get it up. I am having an absolute dead set mind blank. I think I had Brent Naden as the other center, to be honest. I don't know who the centers for the Tigers are going to be next year, to be honest. That's something they need to sort out. They probably do need some centers. Uh, I had Brent Naden. Yes, I had Brett Naden and Adam Dewey as my centers. So uh, Brett Naden would be a sick one as well. People forget how good Brett Naden is. Um, he would be a sick one as well for the West Tigers. Uh, who else were the other clubs as well? Sydney Roosters. I mean, him and Manu together would be a cheat code. It'd basically be a cheat code. Um, and then obviously look at the Dragons. The Dragons, he could partner him up with Lomax. That'd be a pretty decent combo. I don't imagine he'd go to the Dragons, to be honest. Uh, as I said, it's pretty hard to want to go to the Dragons at the moment uh, with everything that's going on over there. Look, in terms of the best fit, the the best club for Adokar, for me, if I had to pick gun to head, I would go for probably Newcastle, to be honest. I really don't mind him at Newcastle. Parramatta would also be good, and that's the one I forgot to mention as well. Um, if they get Adokar, they could also pretty much get Billy Smith as well, and then you could have a back line of, um, obviously, Gutho at fullback. You'd have Adokar and Billy Smith on one edge, and then you'd have Will Penasini and Mike Casivo on the other edge. That would be, again, another little cheat code there if they got both of those guys, Billy Smith and Adokar. Um, I don't imagine they will, though. Seriously, pa- uh, Parramatta would be good. I think Parramatta would be really good. Again, building a combo with Gutho. I think Parramatta or Newcastle would be the two best for me other than the Bulldogs. Um, I don't know. I think he's pretty much settled everything with the Bulldogs now from the reports that I'm reading literally right now. Um, but, you know, if he does end up leaving, and again, after all the issues and after the whole circus, I think he might too, but if he stays with the Bulldogs, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either, and from all the reports, it suggests that he sort of, um, you know, cleared things up, but, you know, he could get an 800k contract thrown his way uh, that might sway him over to joining a South Sydney or a Sydney Roosters or a Parramatta or a Newcastle, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks, uh, especially during this off-season with Addo Carr, linked to six different NRL clubs, absolutely insane. Um, so let's see what happens with Josh Adokar this off season. Well, 